Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Good day to you. This is Brad Zockel, and you are listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast. And today we're going to talk about uh, what some people say, well, it's a little bit of heaven on earth. Don't you hear people say that? We're going to talk really about the true heaven on earth. Let's let's take a look at this. I want to read, first of all, Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. It says, It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be lifted up above the hills. And all the nations shall flow to it. And many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of Yahweh, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of Yahweh, of the Lord, from Jerusalem. What is this talking about? Well, let's take a look at some other passages. Let's go over in Isaiah, continuing in the wonderful prophecies about the this particular time of heaven on earth. It says in verses 6 through 9, Isaiah chapter 11 gives a specific reference to the, the, the particular wonderful time that we're talking about this time on earth. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den, snake. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And then you take a look at Isaiah chapter 32. And verse 18, my people will abide in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, and in quiet resting places. And we can back up and look in Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 4, continuing on in this. He shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many peoples. And they shall beat their sword into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither they shall they learn war any more. What in the world is going on here? This is an amazing promise that we're seeing here. This is what is known as the millennium. This is a presentation of God coming in and fulfilling a number of different covenants, promising Israel the taking of the land, as we see in 2 Samuel chapter 7, and other things, and we can talk about that. We're talking about the millennium. This passage, and many passages, give us the hint of the thousand-year reign of Christ on the earth with the enemy, Satan, being bound for that amount of time. Daniel chapter 7 and verse 27 says, And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. We're going to reign with him, Revelation chapter 5, 
verses 9 and 10. They sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the book and break its seals. You were slain and purchased for God with your blood. Men from every nation, tribe, tongue, people, you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. And you see this fulfilled in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 4. And they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Revelation chapter 2 has talked about this. I will give authority over the nations. When we look back and as Jesus is talking in his parables, and he talks about entering into the joy of the Lord, he has made a very powerful statement when he says, you have been faithful with a few things, I will put you in charge of many things. And we see a number of passages about in this wonderful, wonderful description of our earth being made into a paradise for a thousand years. Now, we've talked about the new earth and the new heaven, but we have a specific time here that tells us very clearly that there is a 1,000-year term that will be the ruling of Jesus Christ on the new Jerusalem in the new capital of the world, and that's Jerusalem. There are a number of reasons why this happens, although there are great mysteries in this particular abbreviation of the eternal timeline for a thousand years. But we want to see one thing. One of the many things that we see in Matthew chapter 25 is that we're going to be rewarded for our faithful service into positions of authority. Luke chapter 19 also mentions that. In being faithful over a few things, you are ruler over many. In being faithful over ten talents, you will have rule over ten cities. Minas is the word. Uh, you are ruling over uh, five minas, uh, a bag full of money uh, entrusted to you, and you will rule over five cities. We see this through the scriptures. The rewards being given to us is specifically the millennial kingdom. Revelation chapter 22 and verse 12, Jesus says, I'm coming and I'm bringing my reward with me. We're going to rule and reign on earth as we're promised in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 21. And this is one of the times that it's going to happen. When we take a look at the scripture, the prophets were predicting this. We remember when we see, we were looking at Isaiah and when we saw Isaiah's promise there, we also will look at the promise in Psalm 72, verse 11, in telling us about the promise of the coming kingdom, the prophecies of the coming kingdom, which the Lord will rule on earth. But we're also going to see this during this time. Just as we have been praying that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and indeed it will happen during this time, after the tribulation, then the battle of Armageddon, and Christ will come down in fulfillment of Zechariah chapter 14, his feet will touch the Mount of Olives. He will walk into the kingdom, uh, his new kingdom, which will be Jerusalem, redone. He will break through the eastern gate in fulfillment of Ezekiel 44, being designated as the true Messiah. And even during all of this in the millennium, we'll still see those that will rebel after the thousand years. Now, at first, everything is going to be fine. Everything is going to be in a wonder of all of the, the, the faithful will serve the Lord and they're at the very beginning because when Jesus is introduced, the celebrations and the very, very faithful servants, 
of the Lord. They will be there. But what happens during the time? As children indeed are born in the millennial kingdom, they will slowly grow more discontent. They'll slowly become more self-absorbed. They will slowly become more narcissistic, I guess you would say. And they'll be ripe for Satan when he's released. He will then, all he has to do is gather them up and there's going to be one final battle against the Lord. You can read about this in Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 3, and also in, cha- in chapter 20 of Revelation, verses 7 and 8. Even while Christ is on earth, there will be this rebellion against the Lord. Revelation chapter 20, verses 7 and 8 tell us about this. When you, if you want to see specifically about the millennium, then this would be the passage that I would tell you to go to. Revelation chapter 20. And when we take a look at this, whenever we start on here, we see then an angel in the first verses coming down from heaven, holding a key to the abyss and a great chain in his hand. And he sees the dragon, that ancient serpent who is the devil and Satan, bound him for a thousand years, threw him into the abyss, closed it, put a seal He would no longer deceive the nations, but listen, until a thousand years were completed. After that, he must be released for a short time. Now, as we've talked about, there will be wonder. The desert will bloom like a rose. But verse 7 of Revelation 20, when the thousand years are completed, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations at the four corners of the earth. That means the four points of the compass, north, east, west, and south. Gog and Magog, to gather them for battle. Their number is like the sand of the sea. And During that whole time, there's going to be a reminder. That is, it says in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 16, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life will overcome people. You don't necessarily have to have Satan as a tempter. You will then, slowly but surely, through the generations of more lackadaisical approach to the Holy Lord God, to the things of holiness, to the humility in which the first generation was seeing the Lord in Jerusalem and going to worship him, to uh, total hedonistic thinking of their, those on earth. Not all, but enough that there will be an out-and-out rebellion against the Lord here. So, this also lets us know, even in a perfect environment, man will still sin. Even in the absence of Satan himself, man will still sin. These are just a couple of the reasons for the millennium during that time, the thousand-year reign. And we're going to study that and take a look at this very, very important truth here about the millennium and taking a look and seeing the different things about it here. Let's take a look at a couple of more things before we close out this time in just an overview here. It's very, very important for us to study this. All right. So when we look at this, we're seeing the, the prediction and we're also seeing that the prophets are saying that this is going to come. There's going to be this wonderful, wonderful time of Christ literally being on the earth, enjoying and rejoicing. And during this time, when we see this, we're going to be reigning. What will we reign over? Well, this could be based upon the service that we have served the Lord, that as we see in those passages I told you about, you will be given greater responsibility. Will we be over other people? It very well could be during the millennial kingdom. It does tell us in Revelation chapter 21 that the kings will bring their glory to the Lord in the eternal kingdom. And it could be very well the kings from the millennial kingdom will bring their credit 
and their glory to them, uh, to the Lord there. It is telling us also in the scriptures that the, uh, the different disciples were given special rule. Luke chapter 22, you are those who have stood by me in my trials as my father has granted me a kingdom. I grant that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. You will sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. That is a messianic promise for the nation of Israel during the millennial kingdom. It says in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 12, if we endure, we will reign with him. So what we're seeing during the millennial kingdom is being able to enjoy seeing, like it says in Luke chapter 19, seeing credit being given for the faithful. As it says in Luke chapter 19, verses 15 through 26, the uh, parable, Sir, your mina has earned ten more. Verse 17, this is the master who obviously is a picture of Christ. He says, well done, my good servant. Because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter, take charge of ten cities. Verse 18, sir, your mina has earned five more. I took your talents, the ones you given, it doubled. You, you, you take charge of five cities, says the master. And he keeps telling them, as you go and you serve, you will be honored as well. Well, there's more we can say. This is just a general overview. I'm going to start you off with this important study. It's the millennium, and that term millennium means a thousand years. And it's telling us of the wonder of what's going to be happening during this time, the promise of this special time. Acts chapter 3 and verse 21 says, This is known as the period of the restoration of all things, which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, prophets from ancient time. It's been promised, it's been promised, this earth will be restored, and we're seeing it. It is the way that the things should have been in the first place. We will see this here. This is the 1,000-year reign of Jesus in Jerusalem, bodily in Jerusalem during this time, and rule and reign. During this time, it's going to be an amazing truth as we look through the scripture on what's going to happen here uh, when we see how this wonderful, wonderful truths of how the body will be, how people will be in here. When we take a look at this, we are told that those will live an extremely long time. We'll talk about this later on, that if, if you die at the age of 100, it's like they would say, it's just like a child dying. This is an amazing, amazing promise in the future of what we will be able to enjoy. And we'll talk about it in our next talk about the Millennial Kingdom in our next uh, installment in this podcast. These are some scriptures that will get you going, and we'll talk some more about it. Thank you so much. This is Brad talking about the Millennium, the Millennial Kingdom. Take care. God bless you. And Lord willing, we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.